Welcome to TLDR with Tony and Luke. I'm Luke. And I'm Tony. And today we continue our story in Fallout 4 into the wastelands, into the Commonwealth, Commonwealth. and beyond, because you can really push those bo- boundaries in quite a few spots. You can, yeah. I've been trying to, every time I get close to the boundary, I try to see how far I can go before I hit the invisible wall or fence yeah. or, or whatnot. It's always a little bit further than what I'm expecting. It really, although the maps are drawn, obviously, as a square, they've at least let the boundary... Uh, Move with the landscapes, yeah. Because I was yeah. trying to return the uh, the egg, the um, death claw, death claw egg, yep. and there's a big chasm you got to walk around, and it takes you kind of off the map when you walk around it. So it feels very okay. natural. You wouldn't yep. doesn't feel like to get around this feature. I have to hit the invisible walls. Yeah. Because I'm just trying that I actually hit it. Yeah, kind of things. Very nice. I wanted the recipe, so I took it back to the rude robot oh, butler. Yeah. Uh, what do you get for the recipe? What's uh, the- to death. The Death Claw Omelette, I think it is. It's oh. something. Yeah. And yeah, I can't remember what it is. I couldn't make it because I didn't have the ingredients. Would you play more Death Claw eggs? Yeah, I can't remember what you need. But yeah, <laughs> I so I wanted on. to go to the effort of getting the recipe and then I've never actually Used cooked it. <laughs> yeah, I never actually cooked the thing. Uh, too far. I think I actually ended up killing that Death Claw anyway. Oh, no. I Because I think just up the road from that is uh, Vigil. Uh, the place might be called. Okay. Um, there's a little raider town there, and I went in there, and started killing everyone in the raider town, and then all of a sudden, the death call got aggroed. Y- yeah. They no two of them. Well, two of them appeared anyway. One was an alpha. Okay. And just a normal one yep. as well. Wow. Yes, yeah, so that was an ensuing battle there. Nice. Many raiders were eaten. Yes. Yes. I like it when they eat the raiders. <laughs> yeah, That's fantastic. amusing. Yeah. 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 Yes. And the the bloomin' Mister Handy that you. And he's so rude to you when you drop in oh, the quest, really? too. Yeah. He's so rude, yeah. <laughs> That's Mr. Handy. He's really had a lot of personality, didn't they? They do. They do. Yeah. But what did you think about the museum? I thought they did the the tension quite well in the yeah. museum bit with the yeah. music and the spooky corners. and Yep, the little jump scares when you yeah. come out of the wall and there's two people standing there, but they're not really. Yeah, when you get really. up into the room, it's actually in the the tableaus that are all yes. set up and whatnot, yeah. which I presume are all... The witchcraft stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah. like maybe they're... I don't know if they're iconic scenes or not, but I thought that was great. And then all of a sudden you come around the corner and there's a death claw. Yeah. You're like, of course it's a death yeah. claw. I should have known that. Yeah. They did a good job, I thought. It was yeah, very good. definitely. I really enjoyed the little little thing. I died a few times, though. On that yes, floor. I did as well. I ended up dropping a mine oh, and then yeah. shotgunning its legs out from underneath it, mm-hmm. and then I could just sit a safe distance away from it and chip away at its health till it was dead. Nice. Not a very heroic way to kill it, but oh, I stayed well. alive and it died. Hey, man, I uh, there's a bit of wall. With a hole in it. Yes. And yeah. so I just went to the side of the wall, shoot, 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 and when it came around, yeah. duck back over here. Yeah. You know, that was Yeah, that I was tried fine. cheesing it as well, but I wasn't good enough to cheese it, so I just blew up its legs <laughs> instead. instead. yeah. yeah. No, hey, just goes to show that you, there's all different ways. Because yeah. if that didn't work that time, I was definitely going to get some mines going. I always, for some reason, I have a lot of trouble... Throwing, uh, throwing mines, laying mines, and throwing grenades and things. Like yes, the I'm keyboard crap at it. Yeah. Combination doesn't seem to be natural. I just want to hit like the G button and just have it throw. Uh, well, I have trouble with it, like not landing where I want it to land. Oh, so, well, of course, that's always yeah. you know definitely. Yeah. Uh, I try to use my because uh, I unlock the Minutemen uh, artillery strike. Artillery strike. Yeah. Try to use it on the uh, on the. Death claws from that village is like, nope, out of range. Like, <laughs> oh man, the one time I actually remembered yeah. to use this thing, yeah. I'll never use it again. You watch because yeah. I'll just forget about it. Yeah. 
Can you build can you build artillery in other other settlements? Yes. Can't you? So you yes, you can up keep well. your coverage up. Yeah, that's tempting. Maybe a good reason to go back and try to make my villages or settlements yeah. um, better. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've paid a bit of attention to some of them, but most of them are still pretty sad. Ordinary. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've got local leader one now. I can do my okay. supply route thing. Okay. Looked, That's good. I looked at that the last yep. couple of days. So the supply routes make a big difference. Quality of life. It's a big quality of life improvement. Quality of life. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, from last week, I had just sort of unlocked the institute and was running around looting everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy to report that I completed looting everything out of the institute. <laughs> I took many lamps back. <laughs> and I found out that if you are, uh, when you teleport somewhere, it creates a little mini explosion, and if you dump a bunch of junk onto the ground in anticipation of picking up next time, when you teleport back in... It blows it all it, up. Everywhere. <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> That's really Plots funny. in the fountain. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It was good. Uh, yeah, so I took on... I was very, I'm very neutral towards everyone at yep. the moment. Actually, no, the Knights, I've gone, I don't want to join you guys. The Brotherhood of Steel. Brotherhood of Steel. I'm um, not angry with them. I just don't need their ideology. Well, it's interesting you say that because I, since we've last spoken, mm. I went down the Brotherhood of Steel. Oh, uh, so I spent a lot of time with the railroad and I'm quite happy with the railroad. They're, they don't seem to be pushing their agenda too badly. I don't like Deacon overly, but... Oh, you I'm don't like, like Deacon? No, I don't like Deacon. Because he lies to you all the time? Yeah, I just don't like him very much. But <laughs> so then I went to start doing the Brotherhood of Steel stuff, and they just jam Brotherhood of Steel down your throat. See? Oh, my I goodness. that's what it would be. Yeah, so I, no, I'm not a – I mean, yeah, just obey orders without question and, and synths and ghouls and super mutants must die and there mm. is no thinking twice about it. And so like, Yeah, I didn't really like their ideology at all. So. Oh, I didn't consider – I knew they were against the Institute in Science. I didn't think that would extend to ghouls. Like, yeah, I mean, super yeah. mutants, I can understand they're offshoot of the Institute, yeah. but, but ghouls are like a natural part of the world. No, as, as because they now. came about because of the atomic bombs. Which and, is hubris of yeah. man kind of yeah. thing. And they use technology themselves. I find that all very hypocritical. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. My character definitely no. was not a fan. No, so I've struggled a little bit playing with the Brotherhood of Steel, mm. but it's good. Like push your boundaries. Yeah, uh, I'm at I'm at the point now where I have to go and find Virgil. I have to go. So I've gone back. So I've pushed the railroad as far as I can without going and finding Virgil. I've now pushed the Brotherhood of Steel as far as I can without going and finding Virgil. So I'm just Ooh, making up ground, getting levels, and unlocking perks that I've already unlocked the first time around. Okay. So yeah. Uh. Yeah, so I've done the loyalty mission, the first one for the railroad. I try. I spent uh, quite a while trying to do the um, help the Corsa retrieve the. Oh um, yes, synth because there's one thing I've definitely had is a lot of bugs with quests. Okay, the first one I had, well, not the first one, but the most prominent one, the most annoying one, was. This one, we made the co- the Corsa on the coastline. Yes. Except that the Brotherhood of Steel had their Verdi Bird come in and attack so the So you Raiders. had exactly the same problem that I had. Oh, really? Yeah, this Did is what I talked about last episode. Oh, this is the one, was it? Yeah. Did he end up in the yep. water as well? Oh, he ended up in the water for you. No, he didn't end yes. up in the water for me. So I thought, I thought this was the same one. So yeah. I was like, I'll just teleport away. They'll finish their attack, they'll whatever, and eventually it'll whatever will happen with the script will finish up and I'll come back and talk to him came back and I'm like okay no worries run down running on the pier went to the end of the pier and the thing's still like 13 metres in front of me and I'm like 
Hmm, this is not a good sign. Is <laughs> He's it? gone into the water. <laughs> jumped in some, jumped some right away up. Um, yeah, uh, and jumps into the water. <laughs> swim down to the bottom of the lake and he's just like standing there kind of in this falling animation I don't know if it's falling or like swimming you see at the bottom of the ocean just chilling <laughs> that's not right I was like oh. Oh, okay I'll okay. just uh, maybe if I can go away and sleep for a bit yeah. it'll like reset itself yeah. no. it didn't reset itself so I put that aside <laughs> went and did a bunch of other quests and a bunch of other things and just today, I came back and I'm like, he's still looking he's at still the map. He's like, he's actually moved further out into the middle of the water. Oh no, the current's taking him away. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, here we go. Because uh, so I, I looked up online and you can use a console command to move yes. entities around and yeah. so I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just do that then. Fine. Yeah. I swam out there and actually he was on top of the water now. He did. He bumped oh, to the surface. Okay. So I figured that might be an improvement, but I still couldn't talk to him. No. Okay. So, okay. He had so the Jesus like, mod activated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can walk on water. Oh, that would have been, but maybe. Oh, would that affect him as well? Well, you're saying he's on the top of the water, so. Well, he was just like, not on like on top of the top, but just like. He oh, was okay. Just floating, floating on top rather on than top. actually being yeah. fully submerged okay. on the bottom. Yeah. Because yep. I thought I could talk to him then because he's on top of the water. That didn't work. So I tried this console command out. We just select the object and then yep. went over to the shore and typed it in. Nothing happened. I'm like, oh, that was weird. But the left-hand side of my screen got a little bit blurry. (laughs) So I'm like, what's going on? I turn around. And what I had done was move the water texture out of the water onto land. (coughs) That's pretty good. Yeah. And so when I I swam out there, there's just this huge hole in the water. In the water texture. Texture. Because like... I mean, I never really considered how they construct a water level, but, you know, there's, oh, there's just yeah, a texture yeah. on top. And if you see underneath it, you, yeah, it didn't have the underwater texture filter running. Okay. So you could just yep. see as far as you could see underwater. Yep. It was like yep. you're swimming in, in midair kind of thing. Wow. But if you dive underneath, all the, you know, the underwater water effect comes back. on. Yep. So it looks super cool, super freaky. <laughs> Uh, but then he could talk to me. Okay, because he was in fresh well, air. No, you were still in water, but he could talk to me because, oh, okay. you know, reasons. Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, so that things. was good. So I talked to him, went and did the rest of that quest yeah. and felt dirty for helping him wipe the yeah. course's memory. Yeah. Because I couldn't kill I thought I might be able to kill him fast enough, but before the activation code in. So yeah. I kind of figured, like, going down, you're dying yourself is better than being erased. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, but I picked up that. Uh, I pretty much everyone gets it. It's a legendary shotgun. Um, in the in the cabin below, and it's really powerful, but it's got terrible recall. Okay. So I had no idea how to use it. Ended up just shooting all over the place, <laughs> and it got deactivated. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Oh dear. My apologies. I don't think you can beat him. Oh, you don't think you can? I don't think you can. Oh, okay. No. I don't feel so bad because he just has to say the word, and he, then he shuts down. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. you do feel kind of dirty with the, mm. but that it takes a while. It's just doing these things that make you feel kind of dirty with the institute, and then you get the Anakin Skywalker moment. Oh, you just murder all, murder all, all the, the railroad people. Yeah. The ra- you murder, murder them. them all. You killed all. You did all the railroad quests. All, every then... single one in the headquarters. Kill and them all. Murdered them all. Wow. Murdered them all. And at that point, there's no going back. No, they, yeah, <laughs> no going can... back from that. Mm. Which I thought was done really, really well. I did like that. The the mur- you, like, you like the murdering? No, I didn't like the murdering of all the people, but I liked the way it made me feel. Like, games are good when they make you actually feel stuff. And yeah, Yes. I really got invested in that. I have to make this decision now. 
I have to either kill all of you or betray the Institute. That's one one or the other. Uh-huh. There's no... And you chose the Institute. Well, it wasn't mm. like Institute. It wasn't instant. Mm. Like my shotgun kind of came out and then I kind of aimed it at Desdemona's head and I sat there for a little bit and then I pulled the trigger. <laughs> and oh, that's it. I've got to go now. Uh, Everyone's gone red. No shit. Did you just kill everyone? I did. I killed everyone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was passage. It was trick. It was tricky, but the shotgun was a perfect weapon for it because they're all kind of stuck. So I ended up going down a corridor, Mm. and they were just lined up out the front of the corridor, like fish in a barrel. Was Pam hard to kill? Was she? Did she give you like the laser beam stuff? No, I see. I didn't see Pam at all. Oh. Yeah. Maybe Pam escapes. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even realize that until you just pointed it out. Mm. But I didn't see Pam. Or maybe I did. See, the thing is. My first playthrough, I never met Pam. Oh, we never went out the back. I never went out the it. back, so I never met Pam. So maybe I did fight her without knowing who it was. Okay. But then in the subsequent playthrough, I've now gone and met Pam. I go, oh, wow, okay, because I'm playing nice with the railroad this time. Oh, okay. Yep, and you get yep. stuff from Pam. So, yeah. Uh, I may I'll... have fought her without realizing I fought her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. And then you go and wipe out all of the Brotherhood of Steel and then... Yeah, yeah. The brother who's and I wouldn't can have go and wipe out all the Minutemen, but you don't have to. And yeah, see, I'm feeling sympathetic between the Minutemen and the Railroad because yes. I feel that both of them are like the Minutemen are just help everyone. Yes, kind of thing, but help humans. I suppose is probably their thing, and the Railroad just helps um, since. Yeah, so I feel like they there should be some synergy between the two. Like they should be. You should be yes, able to make they them can mesh. mesh. Yeah, but. At the moment, that's the moment he wants me to pick either one or the other. And I'm like... Oh, See, now this actually pick. segues quite nice into something I wanted to talk about. Okay, yeah. Because I did a little bit of research during the fortnight. Mm. Um, to refresh myself, I found out about Van Buren, which was the original Fallout 3 that Interplay or Black Isle were doing. Black Isle, I think, before the they got cancelled. Oh. And so that re- reminded me to go back and look at the endings of Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 and... Van Buren innings. And the thing that I actually remember really liking about the game is you find these factions and you do stuff for these factions. And what you choose to do impacts what happens to them in the end of the game. Mm. So there's like five or six, maybe even more than that, different areas that you interact with and they all get an ending spiel at the end of the game. So there's the master and then there's the overseer of your vault and there's the children, the the children in the church. I can't think what they're called now. And then there's the necropolis where the ghouls are. Mm. And then there's the raiders in the raider town. So there's quite a few different – there's even, even more than that. I'm missing a few. Mm. But mm. different stuff happens and you get this nice epilogue at the end of the game, which is entirely based on your choices and what you choose to do. And I really like that. I really like that about the end of Fallout 1. And that's the thing that's now I've really noticed with this is you have four factions mm. and it really has set up that you just choose one of them and you you personally wipe out at least two of the other three. So, yeah, there's not this nice happy little land. And I know that mm. um, they didn't want Fallout 4 to end, which is what the Radiant Quests are all about. So they just you can just keep playing the game forever. Yep. It doesn't ever actually end. Mm. So that doesn't fit in with this nice wrap-up epilogue thing kind of thing yep yep 
But yeah, that, it's something that I was a little bit disappointed that the ending, like the story ending, is so lackluster compared to the other ones where you get this, all these people you've met and what you chose to do and it really impacts what happens to them in the future. And it made me feel really powerful. I remember thinking, and it's because of the choices I made is why this happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a little bit disappointing. I, that, that, as you say, that's to the nature of the open world continuing yes. game. You don't have this nice front, middle, and end kind of thing. Yeah, which probably why, probably why the main story is not quite as engaging as it could be because it's all this yeah. sort of a little bit wishy-washy open. Yeah, open-ended, continuous world, radiant quest going on. I'm not lucky. I have to pick only one faction. That'd be. I guess through tricky conversation, you could probably woo multiple factions or something. Well, when I played the Institute route, mm. I had no choice but to wipe out the Brother of Steel and the Railroad. You have to do that to complete there. And then there's another mission where you can quite easily wipe out the Minutemen as well. But because uh, I was charismatic enough I and I was the general of the Minutemen, I managed to talk them out of a – talk them down from a conflict and they mm. just kind of – and again, this is the open world as opposed to a proper role-playing game. They just kind of stopped interacting with me at that point. Like I didn't pull out my gun and get into a fight with them. I managed to talk them down. But then their dialogue didn't kind of reflect that it was a tense moment for a while and I yep. talked them down and just was kind of general. Hello, general. How are you going, general? Which is just kind of a bit weird. Mm. That I, There's this very tense moment and, and it resolved, resolved peacefully and they don't really acknowledge that. Mm. But yeah, so when you play the Institute, you definitely have to wipe out two of the other three. And I suspect mm. it's the same because I've already got the railroad telling me that they don't like the Brotherhood of Steel and the Brotherhood of Steel have to go. And I've already got the Brotherhood of Steel telling me that the, they don't like the railroad and the railroad has to go. So I suspect, and both of them also want to get rid of the Institute. So I suspect yeah, with both of them, you're really also going to have to wipe out at least two of the other three factions. And I imagine the Minutemen wouldn't like the Brotherhood of Steel or... The Institute. No, well, yeah, the other three, you'll have to wipe out the Institute to end the game. Yeah, that makes that's, sense. Yeah, that because that's the ultimate goal, I'm guessing, of the story. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just your motivations of why you do it. But, yeah, it's mm. really, it's a mm. very different game depending on which faction you follow. Could be, definitely. It, yeah, it's a, I got a very different feel. Like, I was I was quite happy doing all the railroad stuff and doing what the railroad was telling me to do. I was quite happy with that because I guess personally, that's how I would feel about synths. If they've got their own sentience and they can make their own decisions and yeah. then, then they deserve to be treated as such. As such, yep, and whereas absolutely. Whereas I felt kind of dirty with the brother of the steel saying, they're just a machine. This is an abomination. They shouldn't be thinking this way. It's a broken machine. Mm-hmm. If your toaster tried to tell you it didn't want to be a toaster anymore... You wouldn't let it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's just kind of, of their narrow-minded attitude that they had. Yeah, I definitely got that vibe from the um, from the Brotherhood. And listening to, I just well, I just finished bringing that Corsa yeah. before we recorded, yep. talking with our father back yep. at the thing. He kind of contradicts himself about the synths and whether you should feel for them, whether they're alive or they're not alive. He kind of, it's like he knows that they are thinking people but has convinced himself yeah, that they're machines that, that they're machines yes I felt that as well sort of I picked thing. that up too mm-hmm. and, and so memory wiping them there's nothing wrong with memory wiping them because they're just machines yeah but they go rogue and they come up with their own thoughts and feelings and their own motivations like, well oh. then they're not just a machine are mm-hmm. they if they've done that mm-hmm. so wiping them was actually killing someone mm-hmm. yes yeah. yeah I definitely can't get behind the institute they don't they're pushing no. your ideology on other people like that. They sort of say that we, every, the whole of Commonwealth is our experimental playground because 
we know best, we can yeah, do Yeah, we're better than know, them. Kind yeah. of thing. So actually, the Institute and the Brotherhood of Steel are very, very similar. Their ideologies yeah. are very similar. One's just The only difference is that one says technology is good and one says technology is bad. Yeah. But they both have that thing of- Narr- Absolute narrow-mindedness. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like the Minutemen and the and the railroad because I feel they're both just looking out for the undertrodden yeah. people. Yeah. Although, like seeing the Minutemen in a new light from the logs that you see in the cabin. So where that where that Corsa, uh, where you take the Corsa to find the the runaway synth. Yes. Um, the captain's, the I guess the boat or the flotilla was originally owned by um, Minutemen deserters after the general oh, gets killed. Oh, really? Okay. And so you read the logs of them sort of saying, oh, the general's dead. We know the militia factions because obviously the Minutemen are not a cohesive unit. They must be yeah, individual. Yeah. They were, yeah. Kind of thing. So uh, they're like, we're getting out of there before. It all just it all turns into fighting and whatnot. Yeah. And you sort of see that they're, um, you know, they're trying to do the right thing and then they find out two of their guys are stealing from caravans to feed them because they're starving. Yeah. So they hang them. Yeah. You know, to make a stand, and then all of a sudden, a few months later, they're now raiding places, and people are calling them raiders. But they're living a good life. They now have food and yeah, money, yeah, and, yeah. and you know all that stuff. So it's just you sort of go, ah. Oh, so the Minutemen are really well. They weren't good. They did they did set up that up quite well. That yeah. the Minutemen really are no longer trusted anymore. That they really cocked up big time. Yeah. Well, the general dying just completely yeah. broke their because they didn't have any allegiance or any other. Like it's it's a problem when you got any. Any sort of army that doesn't have strong leadership, strong leadership, or yeah. and a good foundation. Like a lot of armies are attached to a country, so yes. you defend your country, yeah, defend your country, and that's country. your main purpose. You know, yeah. but when the men managed had the general, they didn't have any other deep ideology to pull them, like the Brotherhood have, which yeah. is like you know, technology is evil. That's the yeah. that's our principle that drives our you know. So that that was a. Good little story to show, quickly show the history of the Minutemen. Okay. I thought was See, really now, I effective. I didn't find that because that was when I was barreling towards the end of the game, so I didn't actually go looking uh, for yep. um, consoles and stuff. So that's mm. interesting. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was that, really that good. That sounded good. I, I, like just before that, and I guess impactful more so because I only just like unlocked the the artillery, which involves fort, finding yep. the general and seeing the type of person that he was as well, that he was like definitely the conscience of the Minutemen. Yes. Was like very yeah, yeah. stalwart and was like, yeah. oh, people will get me out. And he's like, ah, oh, no one's going to get me out. Yeah, All right, I'm going to die in here. Yeah, yeah, kind of things. Yeah, that sad. was good. I did like that. Yeah. You know, you know what got me though was trying to get into that place. Took me a while. The sentry bot. Uh, not the sentry bot. No, like actually like, even getting, like clearing the tunnels in the first place. Oh, okay. I didn't click that you would go into workshop mode and then just like hit the button and just make the mobile disappear. I well, thought it would involve yeah, more. Yeah, she says you need to clear the tunnels. And I thought, okay, well, maybe I need to go into workshop mode and I went into workshop mode <sighs> and cleared the tunnel. So I don't know. For some reason yeah. it just tweaked with me that that's what you yep. have to do. And I was curious if it was just me because the first thing I did was I went I, – I thought, oh, I've got to clear the tunnels. Okay. And then I talked to her again because I'm like – I've got to get some explosives or go get some people or yep. something. Like I thought that would be an activity around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just going to workshop mode and just magically and salvage. Because it. yeah. it's so – and this is like everything else is so bedded into the game. It yeah. felt really incongruous just yeah. to magic it, did, it away. It did to me as well. Yeah. It felt incongruous. But for some reason I kind of worked out that's what the game wanted me to do. Yeah. I realized the, the little marker was on the workshop and I'm like – Oh, so it wants me to use uh, the yeah, workshop Yeah, that's right. Name. That's how I worked it out because where the marker was. Yeah, yep. that's yep. right. And that's what it means you've got to build something. So I thought I was building explosives. Yeah, to blow it up. Menu no, you're like, just salvaging it, scrapping it. Scrapping it and just boom, yep. done. 
Uh, but uh, that was a nice little diversion down there and getting into that armory because I was looking at that going, how do you get into that door? I really want to get yeah, into yeah, that door. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So hitting the button to get in to open it up was very satisfying yes. in the end. Yeah, yeah that my, was done well. I did like that. Yeah, the old there's guns so much stuff line. in that. Lots of yeah, stuff good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, yeah, that was um. What else was about there? Made the made the artillery. Artillery fire is pretty cool. Oh, see, I haven't done that. Down. So mm-hmm. I and, I and I did. I've done the the submarine since we last spoke. Oh yep, yep. And that's got the homing beacon. Oh, I haven't finished the submarine. I only just went into it. Oh, you haven't finished the submarine. No, I just want to talk to you about like how it looked. Oh, the, okay. On the inside and what okay. was going on there. Okay. Um, because, uh, so, sorry, I remember now what I was thinking. My thoughts on the submarine were that it looked really run down. Yes. For something that had been kind of sealed up, and that some of the ghouls. Or yeah, some of the ghouls in the in the submarine had radar gear on and stuff. They weren't Chinese soldiers, so no. But he does say that the raiders have been coming, and he's had to kill the raiders. But if you're a raider, you don't turn into a ghoul. Well, also most of the loot is American. Ah, that's, so yeah, that's yeah. actually something that is is incongruous. Yep, you're not looting Chinese stuff. stuff. You're still looting all the American stuff. They did seem to be a few things off with that submarine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think you made it. And I think it's it. yeah. just because they didn't do specific gear just for that submarine. It was the spot where I looked at the place and went, this all looks very samey. And I think that's right because it's supposed to be a Chinese sub, but yet it's got all the same coolers and chests and all that stuff. That's and all, all the writings in English. Uh, yeah. That's the other thing. All the writings in English. Okay. <laughs> it's a Chinese sub and all the writings in English. All these things just made it just yeah just just join. I love running around in it and stuff was really cool, but yeah. yeah. And when you look when you when you look at the profile, it's a really interesting sub. Like half of the back of it's missing, and there's like two more propellers where the like a normal sub is a cylinder. Mm. That's just got the head, and then the back half of the cylinder is missing, and there's two extra propellers oh. where the normal back half of the sub would normally be. Okay, so it's a really interesting design. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Well, it would go faster underwater because there'd be less weight that it's carrying. I thought it was supposed to be a stealth sub, though. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be a stealth sub. So yeah, propellers doesn't necessarily make you more silent, though. No, not like the Red October. That had oh. special screw rotors that were right. silent. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's just don't sing the national anthem while you're in silent running mode. <laughs> was that how they got busted? Was it? No, that's that. that's one bit where the radio officer thinks he can hear singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved that movie. That was a great movie. And book. It was a book first, of course. Of course, of course. And the book was better, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did like that. And I like the way, yeah. uh, was it Yao? Yep, that's the right. Captain, yeah. I did like the way he was, he'd was. he been living for 200 years with the guilt that he mm. had a part in destroying the world and he yep. just wanted to go back yep. to China and rebuild it or die. I did like that. He was quite a I good character. Yep, definitely yeah. like that part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to finish off his story, but I couldn't find where I got to find these dump rods. Or I think it's dump rods I got to find. Something. Yeah, you got to get into the um, ICBM store. It, on the submarine? On the submarine. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought I went everywhere in the submarine. And, okay, I must oh, have. Oh, did you not it. pick up the dampening rods from the Sagus Ironworks? No, I didn't. Uh, see, so I had the damping watch from the Sega Ironworks, and I wondered when I picked them up what the hell are these for? And I've been carting them around all game, and then oh. I found out that's what they're for. 
Oh, so that- so you've got to go back to Sega's Ironworks and get the dampening coils. Okay. And then you go back and you get the ICBM and you get the fusion core from the ICBM and then you can start the sub up again. I wonder if I actually have them and I just got to speak to the guy again and we just I would just hand them over to him kind of thing. Yeah, it's in the dialogue. Yeah. Oh, you say, oh, I've already got I them. I bet I have them. I could yeah. have finished that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oh, so anyway, okay. just not yeah. giving you a spoiler, but I'm going to give you a spoiler. Mm. When you do get this up, up and running and he says, I'm going to go back to China, but I'm going to hang around for a little bit first. Mm. And he gives you a homing beacon that you can throw like a grenade and he'll launch his remaining Exocet missiles or whatever he's got to target the area. Nice. So I've got them and I've got the Institute synth signal grenades and I've had the Verdi Bird summoning oh. grenades and I've had the artillery strike from the – and I've never used any of them. <laughs> I don't know how any of them work. And I've got all these suits of power armor and I never jump into power armor <laughs> and attack. So I'm uh, playing – yeah, that's – Too funny. As we've said, there are so many different ways to play mm. the game. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. I actually got my power armor out for the – First time serious business power armor. Oh. Because uh, so when I couldn't beat the Corsa, I just went to go outside and find some other quests to knock off a few little bits and pieces. And yep. I had the um, the Chalbert house, Carbert house. Calbert. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, the science guy. Yeah, the recluse yes. living in that yeah, yeah. pristine little house. I've started that, but I haven't gone anywhere. I just yeah, started I've, it. Didn't you say Cabot, Cabot house. Cabot, Cabot house. Yep. Um, cool, cool story. Is it? Okay, I should follow yeah, that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's not particularly long, but you got to go back up and, and go through some tough raiders. They're, they're okay. like super strong raiders. So okay. I cracked out the so armor. You power I, got, that. I, um, I picked up Kate finally. Yes. So I went and did that. Yeah. Got her, threw her into power armor as well. I figured if we're going to oh, go for it, let's nice. both go in power armor. Yeah. And went and uh, yeah, killed some raiders. That, uh, you got, definitely got to do that one because I'd be curious to see who you pick inside with. Okay. Of course, because yeah. you always got to pick someone to start yeah. with. Well, I did the Pikmin Gallery. Oh, yeah. I don't, th- I don't think I'd done that before we yeah. last spoke. And, yeah, that was good. And I found I did a little bit of research to find out what it's all based on. And it's based on H.P. Lovecraft's short story. Oh, really? Called Pikmin's Model. Okay. Yeah. Which is a little bit different. It's not that Pikmin was a murderer, whereas clearly in this one, Pikmin's murdering all the raiders mm. and making paintings out of them. In this H.P. Lovecraft story, it's, it's a guy who's a art sponsor He's gone to this, you know, the Victorian England chairport and cigars kind of scenario, and he's telling his story to another art sponsor, and it's how this guy Pickman was this brilliant artist. He was just amazing, but he was macabre. He, his, his first piece of work that got him banned was called Ghoul's Feeding, mm. and he was just talking about how he gets, he gets all this stuff out of the darkness, and mm. it's, it's all very H.P. Lovecraftian, and then his, his final thing, he goes into this, he describes basically exactly out of the game, Pickman's Gallery. Basically, you know, it's this dilapidated ruin in the back streets and there's no way he'd be able to find it again if he went there and yeah. everything's horrible and the pictures are getting worse and worse and worse. And then he finds this statue of this beast, this hideous beast that's so realistic and lifelike, he can't believe where the Pickman's getting this out of his imagination. Ooh. And then the short story ends mm. that he got a note from Pickman that he thought was just a note, but when he looked at it, it was a picture. It was a, a, like a photograph of the thing that he's making the sculpture of. And that's when he realized that there was something very, very wrong and he never had anything to do with Pikmin ever again. It's a pretty cool little story. I mean, it would have been Creepy. much spookier in its time. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, not yeah. so spooky no, these no. days. But, yeah, this is pretty cool. So that's where Pikmin's Gallery came from. It's the H.P. Lovecraft story. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been murdering raiders and then ends up giving you his, his knife in, in the safe. But it's along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and I saw the lamp, the yeah. human lamp. That was very good. Oh, I was specifically lamp. looking for it because you mentioned lamp. it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, you have to pull the lampshade off with that. Yeah. And yeah. Light bulb, light bulb and it's working. It's, it's working. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Creepy. <laughs> definitely. Definitely creepy. Uh, yeah. So I've had a couple of bugs. So I had uh, I had the well, obviously the water one we talked about earlier. Yes. Uh, Deacon at some point decided he wouldn't move on to open a terminal for me. Oh. Luckily, that was just a reload. And that okay, just that fixed itself. It. Yep. Uh, and a couple of things like that. It's been fine. The one thing that's been bugging me, and it's going to bug you too, I know, and you think you've complained about it, is people talking over each other. Oh, I hate that. I had so much of that recently. Yes. I then had Kate try to talk to me, like do her like companion thing, yeah, yeah. while I'm in conversation with someone else. Yeah. And I'm like, it's. can you not see that I'm... Yeah, talking to someone, Kate. Can you just shut chill out? Yeah, yeah. Lots yeah, of so I hate that. much. I mean, so many good little bits, bits, bits and pieces. I swear, because people have been talking to each other. So yeah, anyway, that's just the only thing. That's really oh, that's the other me. thing I was going to ask. Hmm. When you first went into Pikmin Gallery, yeah, and the two guys are talking. When you first go in the door, yeah, and the two raiders are talking. I had Deacon kept interrupting him, so I told Deacon, just stay the F outside, Deacon. I don't want you here. Yep. Went inside and listened to their conversation all the way through to the end, yeah. and then they blew up. Did <gasps> that happen to you? No, no, no. I, okay. I I thought, oh, this poor Pikmin's being picked on by these raiders. I'm going to go in and help him out and yeah. kill everyone before the conversation no, finished. No, I can't remember what it is. So they say, they say something very poignant, yeah. like, oh, how dangerous can this Pikmin be, yep. or something like that, and then they both, both blew up. up. I don't know what happened. Oh, excellent. But then I went and reloaded it and did it again. They never they never blew, blew up again. So I'm wondering if there was a landmine on the ground or something and they stepped on it and Just that blew them up. a or, bit of luck. Because you know how if you blow up a landmine when you reload it, it's not there again? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it just random? Does every time it loads in, just it loads in random landmines around the place? No, so the landmines are in fixed positions, but okay. it takes a certain amount of reloads for the landmine to respawn if you haven't picked it up. Oh. So if you've picked it up and collected it, it doesn't respawn. But if you've blown up on it, hmm. so there was Interesting. the by the um, Peabody house, so the kid in the fridge quest, the Peabody house. There's a raider called Tessa who's in power armor, and she kept whipping my ass. She kept killing me. But just before her, there was a mine on the ground, and the first time I blew up the mine, I didn't successfully disarm and blew it up. But then Tessa killed me about eight times, and I think on my sixth or seventh reload, the mine was back again. So I successfully disarmed at that time and picked it up. Nice. But yeah, she. I didn't know what to do about her. She was. Quite tricky. Yeah, not yeah. just mini nuke like this. The no, the, the literal nuclear option. Yeah, I wasn't running around with the right gear at that point in time. So, I eventually she turned her back on me, and I had my sniper rifle, and I shot her in the fusion core, and she had to then eject out of the power armor while before it blew up. Yep, yep. And I think that's how I eventually ended up beating her. But I couldn't beat her while she was in the power armor because she just closed distance with me and punched me in the face with a power fist, and that was the end of me. Hmm. And then I got into a whole fight. There's a whole gang there. Oh, that's the other thing I was going to say. <laughs> when you go into an area you've never been into before, you can get into so much trouble. Mm. I was trying to go to the Shamrock 
Shamrock Tap House. Oh, yes. From the, yep. um, I think from the Bedford Regional Office. Yep. And like the Bedford Regional Office, I'd clear that whole area out around there. And so that was fine. I knew that when I spawned in, there was going to be some raiders when I spawned in. That was fine. But then it was only a very short distance from there to the Shamrock Tap House. But I got super mutants and super mutant <laughs> hounds and raiders and gunners yeah i got into all and then ran over a landmine i got into all sorts of trouble when it was just such a short distance and i kept dying i was getting so angry <laughs> i just want to get to the tap house stop yeah. throwing crap at me yep. so i'd take different routes and I'd find another bunch of bad guys wow and because i hadn't area. cleared out that area before there was mm. they were all fully populated and then in the end I don't know what happened, but my final lot, the Gunners, the Super Mutants, and the Raiders had all ended up fighting each other. Oh, and there's Mylurks as well. There's Mylurks as well. And they'd all ended up fighting each other, and and nine-tenths of them were already dead. Beautiful. And I looted the corpses and walked straight through to the Shamrock Tap House. It does. Yeah. Did you, did you keep the brew boy? I was very torn about that. I haven't decided yet. I only. ended up deciding to keep him Yep. and send him back to a... Um, place. Yep. What do you call a settlement? Yep. But the quest is still open, and I still have the optional ability to return him to who he belongs to. Oh. So I think you can keep him for a while. Yep. And then give him back. Okay. But did you know that he's a refrigerator? Oh, is that no? I didn't. You can put a Nuka Cola in him, for example. Oh, okay. And come okay. back yep. after several quests, yep. and you have an ice cold Nuka Cola. Fantastic. Yeah. That's He's a, a cool fridge. Little... You can cool down all your stuff in a, what is he? Buddy. Brew, brew buddy. Brew buddy. Brew buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a fridge. That's fantastic. And you find different recipes and then you can get different beers from him. And oh, it's very the cool. whole thing there. Yeah. It's very cool. It has a nice See? little touch. Okay. I'm and all the warnings about how there's um, unauthorized modifications of image of the protector on. Yeah. Very that cool. was fantastic. Was and he told me there. a joke. I asked mm-hmm. him to tell me a joke. And I was kind of only half paying attention. And he said, a communist, a Russian spy, and an American soldier walk into a bar and he ordered a drink. <laughs> and I'm kind of going, okay, right. Okay, that's the joke. That's not funny. I don't get it. Wait a minute. What did he say again? <laughs> oh, uh, right. All three of them were the same person. Oh, now I get it. Oh, that's really clever. <laughs> but he delivered it with such dry, yep. robotic delivery. I kind of missed it. <laughs> completely missed it. <laughs> and I had to think about it and go back over what the joke what he actually said. I thought, oh, that's a very good joke. I like that. So they put a bit of effort into, like, just a bit of effort into everything, really. You know? Yeah, there is. Although it's interesting that in the future, a joke about communism and Russia is still, and American spies and that are still relevant. But it's not from the future because he was building him before the bombs fell. Yeah, but in, yeah, yeah. He's 200 years late. His delivery is 200 yeah. years late. I love but that. But even, even when he was built, that was still. Yeah, that was still a relevant joke. Yeah. Yeah, like that's like still 30, 40 years on now. Like that was still a thing. Or did Russia have more. Oh, I can't remember. Again, I may have got the nationalities it. wrong. But, oh, yeah. If it was Chinese, it'd be very... Seeing we went to war with China, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, and they were communists, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the labor. Yeah. Tap house. Yes, the Shamrock in tap house. And then I found the, the kid that sees the sea monster. and So I hadn't unlocked the submarine. I thought I had. Uh-huh. But you don't unlock the submarine until you actually go out to the submarine. 
Yes, that's so correct, I've yeah. got a sailboat. That's what I've got there. Silhouette of a sailboat. Oh, out in the water. Yeah, which I haven't done. There's so much. There's, oh, so, there's so many, many things, things to do. Every time I go somewhere else, there's new silhouettes suddenly appear. Yeah, yeah. And I look at look at my map, and I've got like huge swaths that are still like empty. Yeah, and it's like they, and you know no there's going to be stuff there. Empty. Yeah. Oh. It's going to yeah. be a game to come back to again. Again and again. Just yeah. for a little bit. I could just go and just do one of those little puzzle boxes and then put it down and yeah. you know, come back here another day and just do another one and just keep ticking them, all, ticking them off. I think some of these side quests look like they're going to be really good as well because the one I said the word before. Um, uh, yeah, Cabot House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that's a really cool little side quest. Yeah, and you don't know where yeah. they come from. They just spring up out of nowhere and suddenly you've got this really cool yep. trail that you're following. Yeah, and they put a lot of thought into the stories behind some of the little side things that are going on. I feel like there's more effort being put into the side quest than actually than the, the main, main quest. quest. Yeah. It does feel like that sometimes. Yeah. So how far did you get with the Minutemen? What did you get the Minutemen 2? So you've done obviously done old guns. Yeah, old guns. So you've set up the, done. the fortress four. and is that where it stopped? Yes. Because that's the point that moment. I got to when I was trying to finish it with the Minutemen and then nothing was progressing. I had Radio Freedom going and then nothing was progressing and so then I went and visited the Institute and then decided to follow the Institute. Yep. And then, of course, from that. then what happened with once I finished with the Institute and when I went back to the Minutemen, I can't remember why, I was kept doing the game after I'd finished it. For a bit. I think I was trying to unlock a achievement and I thought it was a good time and I was going to restart again anyway too. Yes, that's right. It was putting a grenade into someone's pocket using pickpocket. <laughs> I wanted to unlock that achievement. I thought this is a good opportunity to do it because I'm going to stop yep. playing this save and mm. it won't matter that I've blown someone up. Mm. So I went back to talk to Preston Garvey and stuck an active landmine in his pocket <laughs> and blew him up. Fantastic. But then they were saying that they're getting attacked by raiders and Brotherhood of Steel and this big force coming to attack them. So I think that may have been the minimum ending that just took a while to kick in for me. Yeah, that definitely hasn't kicked in for me yet. Yeah. Um, I think I've got another um, railroad quest to do and I've got to go back and talk. i do another institute mission as well after this course to help this course route. Yeah, um, the institute yeah. gets you doing quite a few things. Oh, uh, it's um, battle for... Um, Bunker Hill. Bunker Hill. Oh, you're, you got ages to go still. For the battle for Bunker Hill, stuff, yeah. yeah. That's... I think that's about halfway through all the stuff you have to do for the institute. Yeah, so that's when I was like, "Oh, I can go to I can go to the railroad and cheat on the institute, institute. give them head a heads up to it." But it's not that complicated, obviously. Yeah, it doesn't have that sort of. Options. No, it was really hard doing that, playing the factions off against each other and not committing to one. That it's really it's going to railroad you down to one or the other. Yeah, I didn't mean to say railroad as in the railroad, but but yeah, yeah it wants you to go one way or the other. You can't dilly dally forever. Hmm. I still yeah. don't know who I like. Yeah, it's not easy. They're not all the factions don't like. They've got good and bad points about them. Minimum too goody goody. <laughs> They're not getting enough caps for the service. Not getting enough buy. caps. <laughs> yes. yes. I the, the railroads seem, seem the most altruistic of the groups in that they're just trying to help. Synths yeah, the synths. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and not trying to. <laughs> Uh, railroad their ideology down everyone's story <laughs> until you get to the point where they say you've got to go and kill the Brotherhood of Steel and then blow up the Institute yeah well the Institute I can understand the Brotherhood of Steel I guess as well because they're they well, hate they're the a synths threat. yeah they're saying that they're a threat thing. to the synths freedom yeah so it makes sense that the railroad wants the Brotherhood of Steel gone but mm. yeah it would be nice if everybody could play nicely together 
Not everyone, but just the factions that I pick. Yeah. You should be just the king ruler of everything. Play nicely together. I want you to work with these people. Uh, so I hmm. think we've exhausted our yeah, conversation for today. I do have a uh, I do have a question for you though. Okay. I do have a are you still alive question following in from last week's are you still alive if you get your thoughts downloaded into a new body, a synth body. Okay, yes. So what what prompted this one was there's a new TV show coming out called Alt- Altered Carbon based on a, a book series. And okay. I think the book series is going to be better than the TV show series. Just getting that in first. Uh, but in Altered Carbon, you have all your memories uh, and your personality, everything, into a chip that's stored in your neck. Yep. And if you want to travel to a different planet, you don't use your body and get on a spaceship. I'm like that's that's crazy talk. Crazy. You just beam your memories and who you are across the void yep. to another planet and you download into another body. body. And they call this sleeving. They call wearing like having a body a okay. sleeve yep. rather than your yep. body, it's a sleeve. And you guys show the casual nature of which your mind is transferred to different bodies. And the body in the in the book, the body that the main protagonist takes over is a detective who was dirty and sent to jail. So his mind is in jail, but his body is being just lent out to To people. To other people, yeah. And there's a person in the story whose wife went to jail for a minor-ish kind of crime, but she was quite attractive and her body was purchased by someone who's rich. So the husband sees his wife's body just on TV. Yeah. You know, one day it's sort of like... There it is. Going, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And so my question is, are you still alive if your mind is in one body and somebody else is riding around in your body? Well, you're still alive. You're the mind. You're the mind? Yeah, you're if not the body. If someone kills your body, are you still alive? If your mind's still alive, yeah, I think you are. If someone kills your mind but your body is still up and No, then you're around, dead because your body's dead. just asleep. So you're very much of... The, the flesh doesn't matter. The flesh yeah, is the nothing. the flesh is irrelevant. It's all about... It's the soul. The soul. Yeah. And the soul can be contained in a chip. Yeah. If it can. Well, yeah. I mean, that's... A, yeah. This so you've got to take that premise. Yeah. If you can take that premise, then I'm 100% on board with the flesh doesn't matter. The flesh is irrelevant. It's the... So, uh, what is it? It's not existence. It's another... Uh, there's Gamer as well, the movie Gamer, where they kind of do this. They lend out their bodies to make money. But Oh, Dollhouse did that as well. Okay, yeah. But in my, in my world, in my view, mm. if, you, if your moral values and your belief systems and everything transfers with you from carbon, from, from meat sack to meat sack, yep. then that's the bit that's you. That's the bit that's important. Yep. But if you then inherited some of the values of the meat sack, like... Uh, yep. That brilliant Michael Caine movie, The Hand, where he gets his, he's a cartoonist and his, uh, as a cartoonist gets his hand amputated and yeah. he gets some um, serial killer's hand grafted on and then the hand starts controlling Michael Caine. Oh. Then there's more argument that there's some person in the flesh as well. Flesh, yes. No, there's no killer hands in this. You do – it's interesting. You do pick up like the, the character's body that he's in um, is a smoker. Okay. And so he – Feels he desire to smoke, smoke. the body. The body's craving the nicotine. The nicotine, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And he has to go through all the withdrawals and everything. So that's rather uh, interesting. That's very interesting. To, you know, uh, and they, they do a lot of weird stuff where you can receive into a female body if you're male, like on, into the opposite gender, that'd, I should say, and things like that. That'd be weird. 
Yeah, yeah. Like he's a he's a special. I don't know. Spe- I think they called the envoys. They're like a special tactical response unit. So if there's a trouble on a on a world, they'll teleport themselves. He just sleeves in, sleeve into new bodies, yep. and it's all about like they can quickly adjust to being in a physically in a new body. It's yep. not necessarily a very nice process, yep. from what I understand. And they're like ready to action, and you know, neurochem and. All that stuff, crazy stuff. Uh, it sounds really good. It's a great book, yeah, yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed the books, except that uh, in the third book, nothing with the books themselves, but uh, I listen to audiobooks and the narrator messes up the main character's name. Oh dear, and it's so and it's really bad because the narrator who does it is normally a really great narrator, he obviously didn't get the right direction yeah. from the producer because it's, it's particularly bad. I'm just gonna nitpick here, but. In the book, they make a point of saying his name is Takeshi Kovac yep. with a ch on the end because yep. the ch is a Russian thing. Yeah. And so they make a very point throughout all the books about how he, yeah, people yeah. say it wrong and they don't know how yeah. they say it. And then the narrator proceeds the whole book to say it the completely wrong way. Wrong way. Yep. And every time he says it, you're like, no, you're saying yep. it wrong. It's like Hermione Granger in Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. It's like, like that. I think it's even a bit in the book that he reads out. And he he corrects himself and says people say it like with the ch and not the ch and then he proceeds to say it wrong right after straight that. after that yeah it's like oh. you just read the instructions from the author um, and how, how to say it ways. yeah but apart from that yeah fantastic book series and looks like it'd be very cool okay cool TV show as well so once again you are not dead just because your body dies just because your body dies yeah that's Indeed. I mean. There's so much science fiction about the, that stuff. Are we going to end up there one day, maybe? I mean, I don't know, but the whole downloading your mind. Digital is personalities. And then there's all this one, like the Johnny Depp movie that they did recently where his personality all changed once he became digital. And Well, I think that's way more. I think massive personality changes. I think yeah. Probably, I think what, what will be the, one of the biggest differences is that you're – um, your mind, the way you think, is dependent on all the chemical soup yeah. going through your body. Yeah, and I think it, I think they're inextricably linked. Things, I think just taking a map of your neurons wouldn't it would give you a wouldn't a baseline, be the same person, but it would not be the same person. You, so you're, you're changing something. you're changing my belief here right now. Well, that I, you can't one cannot actually exist in its entirety without the other. Well, you got to remember the brain isn't even the brain. The brain. The way it's it changes from the brain to the yeah. spinal column to all the nerves that run out, they're kind of the same thing. So, like, how much of yeah. that goes into, like, you would have to simulate a full body experience for the brain yeah. to operate properly, uh, which comes down to how detailed the simulation is. If, they're, if their premise is, just, I just take a scan of the neurons, I don't think that's maybe not no, for you, not, but if they yeah. then simulate your whole body chemistry yes. in it as well. Than that, and altered yeah. carbon is good like that because it puts you from a human body into a human body. It's not putting you into a horse or yeah. anything. Yeah. Whether it's a, although I do think maybe there's some sort of weird sex dungeon where people do that type of stuff. <laughs> I'm That's it's not, not a right. particularly. It's a pretty dark world. Um, okay. I would say it's like a it's a, like a hard boiled detective novel where there's lots of violence, but the violence isn't glorified. Like okay. people get hurt, and you're not supposed to go yeah. Yeah, of it. Yep. Um, That's bad. They got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. Anyway, so yeah, I think that I think that chemical soup makes a big could make a big difference if that wasn't taken in yeah into, into consideration. In consideration, you know, uh, I think going into another human body ground you. I mean, I don't know, like, how much are you still a person when you lose all of your senses and you or you have yeah, extra senses exactly. and yeah. 
things like that, I think would mess you around as well. But yeah. okay, like, are you the same person then if you have a a wound in your head? Like, say you get shot and then you get spiked in the head. Gage. Okay. Tell the me. most famous psychological um, railway spike through his head. So he was a railway mm. worker back when okay. railways were a thing. Yep. And I can't remember the whole story, but somehow he was hammering the spikes into the sleepers to hold the sleepers in place. And somehow some gunpowder had got into one of the sockets that he was hammering spikes into and he hit the spike. Oh, my God. And it ignited the gunpowder and the spike shot back up through his head and out the other side. Took a railway spike-sized chunk out of his brain. Wow. Now, he could still function completely adequately as a human being. He could still speak. He could still eat, feed himself. Everything was still fine. But his personality radically changed. Mm. So he became irritable and impatient and mm. aggressive. So, yeah, the, like exactly what you're saying. The same physical body, just a railway spike-sized chunk of his brain missing, and he completely changed. Personality completely changed. So... In the context of our conversation, then, is he the same person? Is the pre and post spike yeah, the, same, the person? same person? It's the same body running around. It's most yeah. of the same brain. Yeah. And yes, we would say he's the same person because, you know, there's a con- continuity there. Because that's the only way our brain works, because we yeah. have to accept that he's the same person. But, so, really, but really, Phineas Gage died, died the moment the spike hit him in the and brain and a new entity was born. Yeah. Which is, which is very interesting that thinking that even if you do go into something else, that it's you being reborn again yeah. slightly differently. Slightly Which is why I like the sleeve idea because you kind of like you get teleported into a new body rather than going to something like a, a some sort of AI platform yeah. kind of thing. Like it's sort like of like Ready bit, Player One or the Lomo Man. Yeah, kind of like really disengage yourself from, from all reality. Uh, fascinating. There you go. Yeah. So are still alive mostly, probably, even if you don't have your body. No, I think you've convinced me that you're not. As not, soon as you get rid of that. Unless you simulate the body functions. Like if you simulate your mind, could you not simulate the body? Well, hey, like, okay, your body changes over the years. You're not the same person when you're a teenager because the chemical soup is way different when you're a teenager. No, that's true. Than when you're an adult as well. Maybe yeah. it's just a new phase of life. Of existence. Not, you're not the same yeah. person today that you were yesterday I'm not the same person I was, ago, yeah, a week you know? ago. Yeah, exactly. Mm, there you go. Well, I'll, I'll leave it to you decide, listener, whether you are still alive after you download. After you've sleeved. After you sleep, after you re-sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> Quick programming note before we go. Our next episode will be our last on Fallout 4, and we will release that on the 15th of January, which will give us enough time to wrap up this just huge game. Uh, our next game is going to be Tyranny by Paradox Interactive, the makers of Pillars of Eternity. Uh, the Steam tags for this game were RPG, Isometric, story rich, and choices matter, which I feel if you've been listening to us for a while will clue you in as to why we want to check this title out. So keep an eye out over the holiday sales for Tyranny is off a bargain. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Luke. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet. <laughs>